1: We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health.
0: While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your health care.
1: We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show.
0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell
1: and Anita Lambert. And today we're kind of doing part two to an episode we did back on um, 261. And that one was about physical recovery tips after a cesarean birth. And today we're going to talk about the mental and emotional recovery after a cesarean birth. And We do want to mention that, you know, an unplanned cesarean isn't necessarily traumatic or negative for every for everyone. And so this episode is not about assuming that it's with the support and explanations and informed consent throughout. It can be a positive experience for some. Um, But this one we thought would be good just to give you ideas to think about, you know, if they apply to you to use and if they don't, that's totally find too we just find mostly the physical recovery gets talked about you know when we see on social media um, that's typically what's brought up and we just want people to know that the mental and emotional recovery is just as important as as that physical recovery and if you're a health professional or birth professional listening to this knowing that the ideas and the questions we're going to talk about can be really helpful to consider When you're working with your patients and clients, because we all work with clients in a different capacity um, as health and birth professionals. Um, But it's just there's so many things I've heard over the years that. I just think we need to always keep in mind that our words matter, and even if you only get five minutes with your patient or your client, what you say actually like really makes a difference in in their life. So, and as a, as a physio, I focus on pregnancy, birth, prep, postpartum recovery. So what I can share with this conversation comes from working with many clients over the years who I've supported after cesarean birth and Jess, who has had an unplanned and a planned cesarean has that personal experience, but also she coaches clients too, who've been through this. So appreciate you sharing Jess. I know on the podcast podcast. There are so many episodes we've done that have included about cesarean birth. And I know all our listeners have appreciated everything that you've shared about your experiences over the years too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy too. And at the time we're recording this, my unplanned cesarean was almost eight years ago, eight years ago next week. And it's just so wild how much I can still like really be transported back into that experience because it was so pivotal for me. And like you're saying, not, not really even because of the physical stuff, just really the mental and emotional experience and processing through it. Just as you're saying, I remember so clearly the things people said to me in those moments, positive and not so great. Yeah. It just really shaped me a lot. So. Yeah, this is a topic that's super important.
1: Yeah. And I just think it's it's one of those things too that we're not going to go into detail about all the different reasons that a cesarean birth can happen. Um however to keep in mind there's there's those who go through labor and it leads to an unplanned cesarean. But I also know many clients who they didn't actually go into labor. And so technically other people would say they had a plan cesarean for example breech baby was breech that could be a whole episode in itself um because we're care providers are not really being taught anymore about breech vaginal birth so even though breech birth or breech baby positioning can happen often those individuals aren't always given the the option in terms of having a vaginal birth. So that is a whole other conversation. But just to kind of show you that sometimes those who are pregnant don't find that out till right at the end and they didn't go into labor and then they have a cesarean that to me that can still be considered an unplanned cesarean because they they weren't, you know, planning ahead for this. We could talk about, you know, Jess, uh if you're able to share your experience because with your planned one, you had more time, right? In terms of with that and it wasn't something like breach positioning that that led to that right or any other you know there can be other medical reasons too that someone gets a very short amount of time to realize that they're having a cesarean birth so just to keep that in mind there are so many reasons that it can come up and I find one of the the key things with that mental and emotional recovery is the opportunity to debrief about your birth and that can look different for everyone Maybe it's that it would be helpful to talk it through with your care provider, whoever was at your birth, potentially your care provider maybe wasn't on call, depending if you're a doctor or a midwife, um, and you would want to debrief with your care provider who wasn't there. Uh, Maybe it's with your partner, maybe with a doula, maybe with um, another health professional, i just find sometimes people don't really get that opportunity or that space to do it and there's no timeline some people want to talk about it right after others are not ready and it's it's many it's weeks months or years later so to know there's no timeline to go through this but just for you to know you should always be given the space to be able to go through it ask questions And again, depending on the timeline, you may not necessarily get the answers from the individuals who were there, but to know, I've just seen over and over with clients how big of a deal that is for someone to kind of go through that, that healing and not to say by debriefing, then everything's done, but that can be one piece of that recovery for you, especially the mental and emotional piece. Like, how did you find that Jess? with cuz you had two different experiences unplanned and planned how was that for you with your care providers or with whoever you felt you wanted to to talk it through before you've shared on the podcast um but you know initially that that time mm-hmm. yeah
0: yes oh gosh this is bringing up so many things for me so yeah with the unplanned c section At first, it was really just, well, ruminating in my own head so much about it. But also, yeah, talking it through with Randy, my husband, and uh, then with our midwives. And I remember at our six-week postpartum checkup with our midwives, and I had seen them multiple times before that because they come to the home for postpartum visits in the first week, which is Glorious. But then at six weeks, I remember having a conversation with Natalie, our midwife at that birth, and really just her, yeah, just asking me really directly, like, how do you feel about this now? And how have you been feeling about it? And telling her so honestly that I was just having a really hard time with it. And it was getting better at six weeks, but I was still having, you know, these symptoms of. uh, really what felt like PTSD, which was trying to rest, trying to sleep, close my eyes. And then all these flashbacks that were occurring. So that was one of the first, that was probably the first time that I had told the midwives of that. And then there was so much processing that went on throughout that first year and second year. But then there was this moment in my second pregnancy Very late into the pregnancy, 37 weeks, when I decided I wanted to have a planned cesarean with that birth. And I got to, uh, I was referred to an OB, and it was I requested the OB who did the C section on that first birth. And I got to meet the OB, Dr. Michelle Surrey in Calgary, and I got to talk to her and thank her and see the. I guess the birth records or the labor record, the birth records from that birth. And it was in that moment where I just felt like the most calm and, you know, quote unquote healed, but just the most peace that I had felt about that situation. And it took three years for me to get there, but yeah, just seeing her getting connect with her to talk to her and seeing, yeah, those notes that were written about that birth, it was like, yeah, things just really solidified and felt much more calm for me in that moment.
1: That's amazing. And I I think that's such a good point to bring up that sometimes it's not until another pregnancy or maybe not until you're thinking of another pregnancy, that full circle or that kind of piece of your recovery may come in. And I do think that's a good, you know, thinking about when it comes to a cesarean birth. And this is if you're a care provider I don't even know if you know how much this really means in terms of, you know, explaining things and supporting and informed consent. Like this, I've seen this over and over. This is like night and day for clients. If if that can be upheld throughout someone's, if it's a labor going into unplanned, um, but also if it's, like I said before, if it's kind of a, almost like a last minute unplanned that makes a massive difference especially if it's you know not someone that you were working with throughout your pregnancy that that you know brief interaction like for example you were with the midwives you hadn't met that OB before and then you got to meet them later too like all those moments do really add up for someone and their experience afterwards kind of along the lines to what you brought up Jess around you know, what you mentioned about six weeks that you're still like processing it. And there can be so many reasons why someone is. And I do find, I want people to know that if you're mourning that you didn't have that vaginal birth, that is like, that's valid. And that's totally okay. And it's not dismissing your experience and this whole healthy mom, healthy baby um, kind of phrase, we need to that needs to change or we need to be explaining that more that it's not just, you both came out alive. Like that shouldn't be the ceiling of what we're doing or what we're looking for, that your mental and your emotional recovery and your physical recovery. And that is totally up to you what that actually means. It's not if someone from the outside looks in and goes, well, you're both, you both made it out. So that's really what matters. And I think that's where a lot of people feel that their birth wasn't valid or they don't feel like they gave birth because that's the kind of the, the dialogue they're being told. And it's just not, not okay. That that's what it is. So if you're, if you are mourning that vaginal birth that you didn't have, you can still feel a certain way about the the cesarean birth you had and also have those feelings at the same time.
0: Yes. Yes. That felt people said that to me Mm -hmm. and it felt, dismissive as hell about what I was experiencing right now. Like, yes, obviously I'm so glad we're both alive and we're both okay. Absolutely. And we get to have more feelings that are occurring at the same time than only one singular experience. So when people were telling me, yeah, you know, healthy mom, healthy baby, that's the most important thing. Like, Okay. And I'm having a really hard time about this right now. There's real grief that is occurring here. And there's a lot of fear and sadness and all these other things. And that stuff can coexist alongside.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think that the, I know you've shared before and I've seen with clients too that there can be a difference, I find, in the physical recovery of an unplanned cesarean if you've gone through labor versus a planned cesarean. And not to say again, one, like they're, they're, they are both, there's a lot of similarities there, but what I'm saying is that like your body goes through something a little bit different physically. And so I do find the physical recovery after unplanned can often be more challenging. Um, and then that kind of circles around to the mental and emotional recovery too. So to know like that it can be limiting in terms of even standing up tall, getting in and out of bed, you know, standing up with the baby. So if someone doesn't have that extra support that would be helpful, like a partner being there or family or friends or or any sort of support, that is also gonna affect that someone's mental and emotional recovery too. So if you're feeling that, like that's very valid that you're feeling all of those parts together.
0: Yeah, big time. I think that's not talked about enough too, is that the the difficulty of that physical recovery will intimately impact your mental and emotional health during that time. It is so, you know, when you get in these time periods where you're having a hard time or you're in pain and you're like, this is it, this is my life forever. This is how I feel. It's so hard in that time period where you have just had this major surgery and you are in pain and it feels like you Cannot move your body in the ways that you want to move it. And it just feels like this is never going to end. Like, this is it. One of the most powerful things someone said to me, my cousin, she had had an unplanned cesarean maybe a year ish before me. And she said, just make it to four weeks. At four weeks, things are going to get so much better. You're going to feel like you can move your body much easier. The pain's going to come down so much. Just make it to four weeks. And that really saved me for that first month. I just was trying to get there and she was right, thankfully.
1: Something also not considered too, like um, you and I talk about this and I'm glad I've seen other professionals talk about too, is like with a cesarean birth, it's birth and it's surgery. And the thing is other surgeries where a human is not exiting your body and you're not your hormones aren't all over the place, and you're not getting sleep. Like a surgery for anything else, you don't have those components along with the surgery and the birth, right? And yet, so many other you get way more support from pretty much any other surgery that there is, and it's it makes me super frustrated as a physio. I see it all the time. I have one client right now who had a gynecological surgery. It, she was seeing me but was never told to do physio or anything is now having a a knee surgery and the surgeon first thing he gave her was you need to go to physio before you need to go to physio after this is what you need to do for your recovery and so many are surprised after cesarean birth they're like no one told me anything they said here's your pain meds here's how to kind of keep your scar clean we'll see you essentially in six weeks so it's just the support is so lacking and that also adds to the mental and emotional um challenges with recovery afterwards
0: yes yeah absolutely it still blows my mind to think back on going through two cesareans and then how you even get through and i don't say that to scare anyone i say it more so to try to plan more support than you think you could possibly even need, because it is a really intense time. And I know people have varying experiences with it. For some people, they don't find it to be too painful. They find they recover very quickly and very well. And that's obviously incredible. But for a lot of people, it is It's a tough recovery, especially those first couple of weeks, first few weeks, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult and we need to rest as much as possible during those time periods to be more okay. So again, it's just, we've talked about this so many times, but for that postpartum support is just more than you think you could possibly need. If you can do that, you'll be better off for it. Mm -hmm.
1: And that's where I think this discussion, like if you're listening to this and you're pregnant, it can be helpful to think ahead. And we totally understand everyone's going to have different accessibility to support. Um, and also depending where you live, like there's so many factors in that. Um, but we hope this episode has been helpful. If you've had a cesarean, if you're pregnant and you haven't given birth and you're wanting to listen to this, to have that little bit more preparation ahead in case you do have a cesarean. Um we just want you to know that, you know, asking questions before, but also after, um, how Jess mentioned about your charts should always be available. So during birth, they are, it doesn't matter if you're with a midwife or a doctor, but everything that, that has is happening, anything they're checking medically, everything should be charted. So if you do have questions, even if this is years later, Your um, family doctor or a health professional you're working with should be able to reach out and try to get those charts so that they can go through them with you and it could help give you some answers.